It's the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm gonna tell you, brother. Take this, brother. I've always dreamed about having a brother. Brother Michael. Number six for Cole. You're my kid brother. You take care of me. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Brothers, we're the Colvin Brothers. Tell your brother the stockyards are ours now. Colvin Brothers on Z93. But Marge, I want to see my brother. My brother makes the noises for the talking. Mom always likes you best. Steven's my brother. The Colvin Brothers. <laughs> on Z93. It's family.
best of the Colvin Brothers. One of the only positive things that happened in 2020 is us getting a Sunday night show on Z93. And I think one of the cool things, too, is, uh, you know, we, we got a chance to see each other a couple of times during the pandemic because you weren't allowed to leave the house. But you can always see my brother coming a mile away because he's got those humongous New Balance white shoes. Is that a, a is that a bad thing? That's a dad thing. And I have New Balance shoes too, which I have. I'm, I'm currently wearing them. They're a little bit more fashionable, but I don't think you could put fashion and New Balance shoes because the running joke is we're wearing dad shoes. Well, I mean, I'm 51. I've got a kid. You know, I probably I'm actually older. I'm older than a lot of grandparents, but you know, you have never caught me with transition lenses, Stephen. <laughs> now the story behind that was because I went to Pearl Vision with mom and she said, you're not leaving here unless you get what I tell you to get. So uh. I had to get transition glasses, which I used to walk to my classes in college and they would turn blue in the snow and then they always turn brown. And I had to eventually to get rid of those, I had to lie and say my prescription changed. I remember that and something else that I've totally avoided is the uh, the cell phone belt clip. <laughs> you're totally looking at old pictures because I still get made fun of for that too. And finally, if you uh, if you if you check my closet, you're only going to find two fleece vests at this point. Hey, that was that was protocol for Quinnipiac. We had to wear sweater vests at Quinnipiac, <laughs> and I always get made fun of because I keep clothes from like high school and and years ago. And uh, the sweater vest that was something I got rid of as soon as I left Quinnipiac. Definitely a big slice of wrong. Well, we're going to play the dad card, and you know what? Whatever you see us out in the public wearing, just accept it. We're the Colvin Brothers. Here's Toto with Hold the Line Z93.
Hey, this is Stephen from the Colvin Brothers. Just want to say Happy New Year. 2021 is here, folks. And make sure you listen to us each and every Sunday at 6 p.m. on Z93.
Real Hudson Valley Heroes. Real Hudson Valley Heroes. We salute you, Mr. Neighborhood Lazy Guy. Mr. Neighborhood Lazy Guy. Tropical Storm Adelaide knocks down dozens of trees on your street. And six weeks later, the debris in front of your hacienda still sits, making two-lane traffic an exercise in futility. Lawless pedestrians! Sure, you're surrounded by woods on three sides where those lifeless limbs can be put to rest. But hey, a Pabst Blue Ribbon and a Slim Jim are calling your name. Ooh, delicious certain meat, yeah! Fall is nigh. And that means a profusion of leaves will soon blanket your property. But instead of spending a few afternoons clearing them out to mulch with Mother Nature, you bide your time with a smirk as they blow one by one onto Mrs. O'Malley's freshly manicured lawn. Autumn leaves are brown! Don't bother covering that inflatable pool of yours either, Chachi. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Neighborhood Lazy Guy. Your Payless imitation work boots, your vinyl cushion tube web adjustable folding lawn chair, and your jarts. You are a real Hudson Valley hero. The best of the Colvin Brothers. Best of breed. Best of winners. Best of On Z93. So every week, every show, the Colvin Brothers, and you can find us on Facebook, social media, the Colvin Brothers on Z93, we like to do Who Died Today in Our Last Break. There's so much to cover this week, a huge one, and it kind of ties in with the fact of our father was born on November 22nd, and the joke going on in the Colvin family was, what famous person died on somebody's birthday? Yeah, mine would be Charlie Manson and the Tate LaBianca murders. Our niece, Rosaria, September 11th, nothing needs to be said there, but yeah, Frank turned 17 on November 22nd, 1963, and we all know what happened. I don't do memories. But uh, Breck does memories. What, as the only person in this room that was alive, what? What were you doing when you heard the news? When we heard the news, I was at Croft Road Junior High School at the Spackenkill School District, now known as the Orville Todd Junior High, and I was sitting in my French class with Selma Coons, my French teacher, when it was announced over the PA system that everybody was to report to the gymnasium, and the entire school went into the gymnasium, and we all sat and watched the TV broadcast on a 19-inch portable Sylvania TV set. So this would have been the famous Walter Cronkite newscast. Absolutely. Right? So you find out at school how, as a twelve-year-old at the time, I believe. Yes. How how did you react personally? Uh, it was something that I don't think most twelve-year-olds, including my peers and myself, had ever experienced before. Was the death of somebody so well known and so well loved by the entire nation that we were all basically in shock. The Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. Five. On C93. Okay, so we all agree that the world would have been different in 1963 had this not happened. Uh, number five, and the top five things that would be different if JFK was not shot, an entire hour-long episode of Seinfeld would make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and number four, Dion would have had a comeback hit with the song Abraham and Martin. Nice. <laughs> Because there would be no John because... Yeah, all right, right, right. Hey, before the digital age, we had a picture of Jude with Dion. That's a very popular staple in the Colvin household. I made that happen. Number three, nobody would know what a grassy knoll is, including <laughs> Breckman. <laughs> That's true. Even, even Breck wouldn't know. Um, number two, 
Mr. Zabruder would still have his film. That's a big deal. That poor, he never got it back. And uh, you know what? Since we have a guest in the studio, our producer, Stephen. The I Breck think Man. Breck Man should do the big closer. What's the big closer, Breck? Big closer, Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones would be seven seconds shorter. <laughs> <laughs> and here's proof. I shouted out who killed the Kennedys. Colvin Brothers. Now this is most important, Rack. Rockin' the River. Comes down to making out. Whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin 4. On Smooth, isn't it? Oh, very smooth. Smooth? Yes, very. Yes? Yes. Yes. Smooth. Smooth? Yes. Yes. The softer side of Z93. Somehow 
It's Mikey, Mad Mike, Mick, whatever you call me. Uh, we're doing our very first best of show today, but uh, still wanted to stop in and say, hey, happy new year. 2021 has got to be better, right? Hey, Michael, I got a quiz for you. What year absolutely sucked? <laughs> Time for another quiz from the SIDS on C93. So I have for you the horror movie challenge. All right, hit me because you know I'm going to suck at this, but hit me. Well, this is how the game's going to go. And the man behind the curtain, do me a favor, put a little uh, 60 second clock on this so we time it out. And anytime he gets one right, give me a little ding. Thanks, there, brother. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to name you the killer. You just have to tell me the movie it's linked to. I'm going to be so bad at this. Go ahead. I'm giving you a softball to lead things off. Number one, Michael Myers. Halloween. Halloween. Okay. I would have killed you. (laughs) (laughs) I would have killed you if you didn't get that one, kid. Number two, the tall man, Angus Scrim. (laughs) I don't know. The the Scrim Brothers fairy tales? I don't know. Phantasm. Wonderful. So that's one and one. Okay. Number three. Jason Voorhees. Well, that's obviously Friday the 13th. I've or seen that series. Voorhees, a jolly good fellow. I saw it in uh, The Drive-In a couple months ago. Ghostface. I know Ghostface Killer. He's a rapper. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The Basket Case. I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. Nev Campbell starred in it. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Scream. Oh, oh, fair enough. Number five, Pinhead. Was it a documentary about the Ramones? Oh, man. <laughs> Cousin Alan's going to be so disappointed. He used to write for Fangoria, our cousin. Hellraiser was Pinhead. Oh, okay. Number six, Leatherface. How many of these are there? Uh, Saw. Come on, kid. Number six, I Leatherface. I don't watch these things. It's not somebody that spends too much time in the tanning bed. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Number seven, the Jigsaw Killer. That's Saw. There you go. All right. I don't know how many we've got. The man behind the curtain will let us know. Number eight, Norman Bates. My name is Norman Bates, and I am a normal guy. That was a video that ran on MTV in the early days. Of course, that could be none other than Psycho. Anthony Perkins, do not watch the Vince Vaughn remake. Number nine, Jack Lawrence. (laughs) Isn't he the protagonist on Cobra Kai? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it might be the dad. It's uh, The Shining. Come on. I figured you would know Jack Nicholson. I, I, I was thinking Shining, but I haven't seen that. And I have seen The Shining. I don't want to hurt you. It's been so. Here's Johnny. I so. just want to kill you. Yeah, exactly. And to close it out, number 10. Big closer. Pennywise. It? There you go. Wendy oh. and RJ are going to be impressed. No, because I, Wendy and RJ will tell me about things that I don't know, and I, that just happened to stick. So, yeah, for Wendy and RJ in, in New Windsor, I don't know, buy me a beer the next time you see me at Mahoney's. The best of the Colvin Brothers. C93.
of the Colvin Brothers on Z93. The multi-talented HBO alum Vito Petrosito in the studio with us to do a brand new song about how the kids aren't going back to school. Well, the summer's been hell, and that's no bull. Just wish my kids could go back to school. They haven't left home due to quarantine. I gave them both an F in COVID-19. <laughs> I wait half the day while they're up in their room. They won't respond to you unless you're on Zoom. Used up all my data, cleaned out all my drawers. Have to do my shopping at the dollar store. Well, I got one in iPad. He tried to boil it. The other dumped my laptop right in the toilet. Just open the schools. Is that too much to ask? Throw them in detention if they take off their masks. When my wife got home, the kids didn't tell her. They had Dr. Fauci tied up in the cellar. If you go back to school, I won't hear them bicker. No need to check the levels of my liquor. Though they're both a pain, I can still smile. At least they ain't as bad as Eric and Lyle. Well, the summer's been hell, and that's no bull. Just wish my kids could go back to school. They haven't left home due to quarantine. I gave them both an F in COVID-19. Well, the summer's been hell, and that's no bull. Just wish my kids could go back to school. They haven't left home due to quarantine. I gave them both an F in COVID-19. Gave them both an F in COVID-19. <laughs> the amazing and talented Vito Petrasito. Thank you, Vito. It's the softer side of Z93. Here's R.E.M. Did you never call? I waited for your calls. Rivers of suggestion were driving me away. The trees were in. The cities wash away. The city on the river.
of the Colvin Brothers. Okay, that's good enough for me. I'm the best. On Z93. I've been going up north to Washington County lately uh, to take care of my father's old house in Whitehall, New York, which Michael knows about. So I'm dealing with trying to get painters in there and plumbers in there and realtors in there. And uh, so I was up there and the, the gentleman that I was talking to, it's a painter, and uh, he was talking to me and I, I checked it out with his reviews and everything like that, which he didn't even know was a thing on Google. <laughs> of course and, he didn't. Uh, so I'm like, do, can you do me a favor? His name's Adam. Can you do me a favor? Can you refer to me a plumber? And he's like, oh, I, I could probably refer to you a couple of plumbers, and I'll bring the phone book when I come to see you and you know, <laughs> next time I see you. Did he really show up with a phone book? Well, before that, I say, can you just take a picture and send it to me? Well, I, I don't have one of those smartphones. <laughs> I have one of those flip phones, and to be honest with you, I'd rather people call me on my landline. Oh, my. And Dad always used to make us laugh because, oh, you can't get a doctor up here for two months, or can't get a plumber up here for three months. And now I'm believing it because I'm dealing with it. Absolutely. So the story gets better. So he comes over to the house. I meet all these guys at Whitehall one by one. And when he first walks in, I'm like, this is DJ Qualls. It's an actor that was in a, a great movie um, called Road Trip. I do know him. He was also in Man in the High Castle. <laughs> See, He's got a nose that's like eight feet long. Yeah, and he was the arresting officer for Badger and Breaking Bad, which introduced us to Better Call Saul, Saul Goodman, his yes. first time on the show. Indeed. So here I am dealing with DJ Qualls, and <laughs> he goes to me, he goes, oh yeah, you know, I, I brought you the phone book, and uh, you know, I'm 47 years old. I'm like, wait, there's no way he's 47 years old. So long story short, he goes throughout the house, because we're going to paint the whole house, the ceilings, everything and anything, because the tenant before him, that's going to be a Hudson Valley hero, by the way. <laughs> and uh, he goes... Uh, I'll get you the proposal. I'll give you a call on the phone probably tomorrow or Tuesday. I said, can you email me? He's like, I don't do email. I'm like, you. Oh, boy. This guy is still living in 1990, and I'm actually a little jealous that he is in 1990. It's amazing. That was a great year. The jury is still out <laughs> on the internet in Whitehall, New York. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93.
It gives me a great pleasure to bring in our first guest, frozen in a block of ice after the Second World War, transported through time to join us on the air with a movie review. Hey, it's 40s man. Say, you Walter Winchell wannabe. Uh, yeah, I have no idea who that guy is, 40s man, but there really aren't any movies to review due to COVID-19. COVID-19, you say? Why, my old man beat that 100 years ago. Something he picked up in a French brothel during the Great War. No bother, I'll just review an old film for you. And what would that be, 40s? Judy! <laughs> All right, let's have it. Well, it seems it only took 50 years for Judy Garland's rotting gin-riddled corpse to finally light up the big screen again. Uppers and downers and boos, oh my! <laughs> the Tin Man had no heart, the Scarecrow no brains, and Judy had no willpower. Never met a substance she didn't abuse, whether it was a powder, a pill, a liquid, or Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Even Mickey Rooney knew better than to tango with his broad. Sure, they posed with milkshakes for the press, but in reality, the studio wouldn't let Judy anywhere near anything with more calories than a glass of water and a phenobarbital. Why, she went through husbands quicker than FDR's wheelchair went through tires. <laughs> they followed the yellow brick road, all right. Turned out it was paid with Judy's ulcerated liver. <laughs> and when she wasn't busy saying, I do, Judy was trying to orchestrate another way to just plain end it. All. Why Judy Garland tried to take herself out so many times the Japanese tried to recruit her as a kamikaze. Oh, no. Talk about killing two birds with one stone. You've all seen that fella hang himself in the background of that scene in Wizard of Oz. Turns out it was Halloween and he went as Judy Garland. And somewhere along the way, the former Miss Ethel Gum became what they call a gay icon. Gay icon 40s? In my day, if you heard a fellow was a friend of Dorothy, he sure as shooting wasn't going to hassle you over your best gal. And what's more, he might come in handy should you ever need an expert in hospital corners. <laughs> so, all in all, this biopic is a fairly accurate portrayal of what many consider to be fame's first of many casualties. Why this particular depiction of the golden age of casting couches was even enough to make Harvey Weinstein say, Whoo, that's a little too far right there. <laughs> come to think of it, those Hollywood honchos missed a great opportunity in not ever casting Judy Garland as Snow White. Oh, really? Well, why is that, 40s man? Because she was the best example there ever was of a high hole. I'm 40s man, boys, and I got a scram. 100% classic. Classic, classic, classic. Z93. If I said what's on my mind, you turn and walk away. Disappearing way back in your dreams. It's so hard to be unkind. So
So on this day in 2018, September 6th? Yeah, we got a big one, so we don't even have to list everybody. Okay. Burt Reynolds. Ooh, that one smarted. I, I grew up on Burt Reynolds. Jude, our mother, loved Burt Reynolds. I mean, you couldn't get through a week without her watching some, like, old movie that she's seen 17 times. Oh, this is the part where they get in the car, Michael. And then downstairs with Dad, Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball Run. Those were classics from back in the day. Wasn't Jackie Gleason in Cannonball Run? with the, that's the, That was the original yep. toilet paper sketch? Yeah, and then uh, Burt Reynolds made the mistake of doing a sequel, so that's kind of... They always make that mistake, and Burt Reynolds was no stranger to it. I believe that he had like a late career comeback as... Uh, wasn't he like uh, Monica's father on Friends or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he? No, you're thinking of Tom Selleck dated Monica right, right, in right, the Friends. All right, all right, I got him back. But, but that's me. I get things wrong. But I will tell you, he actually made a huge, and you hear this all the time, he turned down the lead role for Terms of Endearment, which went to Jack Nicholson. There's so many stories of that. We could do an entire show just on people that turned down roles that went on to be iconic. And he said, let's do another racing movie. How about Stroker Ace? Stroker Ace! Which bombed. It was a huge bomb in Massive, the massive bomb. Was Dom DeLuise in that one as well? <laughs> and then he eventually came back later on in life, uh, Boogie Nights. That movie was so good, it's on my list of things to see again in 4K. I really want to see that in high quality. And that was a classic, but then... What makes him really famous is the parody of him on Saturday Night Live. Oh, you mean this one? Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Yeah, Turd Ferguson. It's funny, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Colvin Brothers. Hey, boy, there's multiple guys. He is? On Z93.
The Colvin Brothers Podcast. Put Vito on the phone. Look, there ain't no Vito, man. I found the phone on the side of the road. It's family. Wow.